CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Thursday, March 12th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The recently teased Lego Mario set is a new, unique type of Lego set. The big publishers react to E3's cancellation, which may have robbed us of Rocksteady, Batman, and Harry Potter video game details. The coronavirus is causing esports cancellations. A Nintendo class action lawsuit takes a small step forward. And the 1997 Blade Runner game is getting enhanced for consoles and Steam. The recent Lego Mario tease was for a unique upcoming Lego Mario set. On Tuesday, Nintendo tweeted out a little tease for some kind of Mario and Lego related thing that had a strange looking Mario minifig that appeared to have a little screen on his chest and face. This morning, Nintendo revealed that it is an upcoming Lego set, as opposed to a Lego Mario video game, which was a theory, but it does have some video game-like applications, and the minifig does have small screens on it. The trailer for the set, which I guess, when it comes to a physical toy like this, it's really more of a commercial, but it showed a pair of kids playing with the new Mario set. They build out what feels like a Mario level, and then they were moving the Mario minifig with the little screen on his face and chest around, simulating jumping on various Lego piranha plants, Lego Goombas, and bouncing from Lego question mark blocks. He also stands on this rotating platform that the kids were able to spin around while the iconic Mario coin collecting sound effect played. And it all ended with a confrontation with Bowser Jr., who got knocked out by Mario, and then the kids made Mario jump on Bowser Jr.'s back while sound effects played. Yoshi was there too, and then Mario jumped on a flag, and the end-level sound effect played, and a coin count appeared on the screen on Mario's chest. So it's it's a Mario set... But the Mario figure plays sound effects depending on what pieces of the set he's touching, and the screen on his chest keeps track of collected coins. And since his eyes and mouth are also a screen, those change and animate depending on what he's doing. They had one little clip where it looked like his eyes turned into X's, you know, assuming that he'd been defeated. There is also a Bluetooth icon on Mario's back, so there must be some kind of application or wireless integration as well. It's really a lot different than any Lego set I've seen before. Jonathan Dornbush for IGN had a chance to dive deeper on the set and spoke with digital design lead on Lego Super Mario, Jonathan Benink, about the set. You can find a link to the article in the show notes. Dornbush wrote, The Lego Mario is more than just a supersized figure. He's got special functionality that allows him to interact with different pieces of these levels in unique ways, such as greeting a friendly character like Yoshi crying out in pain when standing in lava and more. The goal of these levels is to have Mario traverse the blocky terrain, competing against the clock while interacting with each variable piece to collect as many digital coins as possible. 
This is uh, apparently just the starting line for more Mario Lego sets to come in the future. It's such a Nintendo approach to really try something unique and different in the world of Lego, and I think it looks awesome. Mario's creator, Shigeru Miyamoto, has said in the past that outside of video games, he has always had an interest in creating physical toys. So I wonder how involved he was with the collaboration for this Lego set. E3 was officially canceled yesterday, which was not unexpected, but still a wild thing. To my knowledge, E3 has never been canceled due to a comparable concern, and the various publishers who are planning on attending have all released statements about the news. Nintendo released a statement to various outlets reading, Nintendo supports the ESA's decision to cancel this year's E3 to help protect the health and safety of everyone in our industry, our fans, our employees, our exhibitors, and our longtime E3 partners. We would like to express our concern and support for all those affected by the COVID-19 outbreak during this challenging time. We'll continue to be flexible and redirect our efforts to other ways of keeping our fans up to date about our activities and products. Because of the COVID-19 outbreak, large industry events may be untenable for the foreseeable future, but we are considering various ways to engage with our fans and we'll have more to share as the year continues. Head of Xbox Phil Spencer tweeted, E3 has always been an important moment for Team Xbox. Given this decision, this year we'll celebrate the next generation of gaming with the at Xbox community and all who love and play via an Xbox digital event. Details on timing and more in the coming weeks. Electronic Arts similarly shared a statement to various outlets that read, We've continued to follow the coronavirus developments around the world very closely. Clearly, the situation is evolving day by day, and we've been reviewing how it will change our plans for EA Play 2020. We will share more soon. Ubisoft tweeted, The health and well-being of our teams, players, and partners is our top priority. So while we're disappointed, we fully support the ESA's decision to cancel E3 2020. E3 is and will continue to be a moment where we come together as a community and share our love of games. We're exploring other options for a digital experience that will allow us to share all the exciting news we have planned. And Devolver Digital, a publisher who has always been at odds with the ESA and E3 and often resorts to renting out parking lots near the convention hall to share details about its games, tweeted, The week of E3 has always been a big part of what we do and are genuinely bummed about the cancellation of the event itself. Lots to juggle, but right now we plan on having a live stream Devolver Direct slash press conference and possibly more. Devolver was also among the first to tease that E3 was being canceled when it tweeted, Cancel your E3 flights and hotels, y'all, on March 10th. Needless to say, this has impacted the plans of the major video games publishers in a big way, but it sounds like many of them are still planning on making announcements during that E3 time frame, so hopefully that second week of June will still be an exciting time for the industry. Rocksteady's new game, a new Batman game, and details on the leaked Harry Potter game were all supposedly meant to appear at E3 2020. Many outlets wrote about E3's cancellation yesterday. I covered it here extensively with the help of game dev business handbook author Mike Futter, but nestled in Jason Schreier's story for Kotaku were a number of interesting details and reveals that we may be missing out on now that E3 2020 has been canceled. Schreier wrote in his article about E3's cancellation, This year, a newcomer planned to enter the field. 
Warner Brothers Games was preparing to host an E3 press conference for the first time, according to three people familiar with the publisher's plans. There, WB Games had planned to talk about a number of much-anticipated games, including a new Batman, a Harry Potter game that leaked in 2018, and the next game from Arkham developers Rocksteady Studios. It remains to be seen whether Warner Brothers will instead hold its own digital event or do something else entirely. All of those details are very exciting, if true. Rocksteady is the studio behind the Arkham trilogy of games, and it has been very quiet since the release of Arkham Knight. I'm very excited to learn what they are working on next. There have been rumors and teases that a new Batman game is in the works from WB Games Montreal, the studio behind Arkham Origins, that might be a Batman video game reboot, or a game covering the recent Court of Owls arc from the comics, or it might be a combination of both. The Harry Potter game that Schreier is referencing here is one that leaked years ago with some small snippets of video that showed an impressive third-person, potentially open-world action game that many believe is being developed by Avalanche Software, the studio behind the Disney Infinity series of games. But that's all rumor and speculation. Obviously, those games, if they exist, and I believe they do, won't be canceled because E3 was canceled. And they will be announced at some point, but if Warner Brothers had been able to show all of them in a single E3 press conference, it would have been incredibly exciting. Hopefully they are still able to share details about all of them on a comparable platform soon. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And speaking of canceled events due to coronavirus concerns, Valve and the ESL are postponing the Dota 2 Los Angeles Major and Overwatch League has canceled events for the next two months. The Twitter account at ESL Dota 2 tweeted late last night, In light of recent travel restrictions and the evolving COVID-19 situation, ESL is postponing the ESL 1 Los Angeles 2020 Dota 2 Major. While we were very excited to bring the Dota 2 Major to Los Angeles, the safety and well-being of our players, attendees, coaches, partners, and ESL staff must come first. We are working closely with Valve to determine a new time and location for the Major. We are deeply disappointed but believe this outcome is in the best interest of all the people who make these incredible events possible. Similarly, the Overwatch League announced in a tweet that it is canceling events for March and April due to health and safety concerns, 
but it did follow up with another tweet saying, we are not canceling hashtag OWL2020. Out of concern for fans, players, staff, and others, we have just canceled upcoming Homestead events. We will be playing matches with our teams this month, next month, and beyond, and these matches will be broadcast to fans. The ability to do this in the face of unforeseen challenges like COVID-19 is part of what makes our business so unique. The Ride Home Podcast Network actually has a new, hopefully temporary, daily show that covers all the coronavirus news called Coronavirus Daily Briefing. So if you want to stay up to date on all the news surrounding the virus, you can track that down. The class action lawsuit related to the drift issue for the Nintendo Switch Joy-Con is entering arbitration. The Nintendo Switch Joy-Con controller has this consistent issue where over time, the control stick will start drifting, and the only way to fix the issue is to replace the controller or send it away to Nintendo to have them repair it. I've actually encountered this issue myself and had to mail Nintendo one of my Joy-Cons to get it repaired. Frustrations surrounding the issue led to a class action lawsuit filed by a customer named Ryan Diaz. Emily Sorter reported on the lawsuit for the website Top Class Actions, which is not a gaming website, but rather a website that tracks the status of various class action lawsuits and writes, Allegedly, Nintendo was aware of the problem, but continued to advertise and sell the product as if it were free from defects. To support his claim that the company knew about the defects, Diaz said that many customers have complained about the problem in online forums and have contacted the company about repairing the devices. Diaz aimed to hold Nintendo liable for the financial injury caused to customers, as well as liable for violation of several California laws. According to Diaz, the company should provide free repairs or replacements to compensate consumers for the problem. The latest update for the lawsuit is that Nintendo attempted to have the case dismissed, but U.S. District Judge Thomas S. Zilli rejected the request, but did agree that the claims should be handled with arbitration. The long-term hope here is that Nintendo will extend the warranty for its Joy-Cons and replace or fix broken controllers outside of the warranty window with the understanding that this could have been a preventable issue. This update isn't a big one, and frankly, all video game companies are always fighting various lawsuits, but I think this one might go somewhere. So if you're having controller issues, hopefully they can be taken care of, even if you bought a Switch on launch day and are now outside the standard time frame for free repairs. Night Dive Studios is bringing the 1997 point-and-click Blade Runner adventure game to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Steam. Blade Runner, the classic 1997 adventure game, came to GOG.com late last year, but Night Dive Studios, a publisher that specializes in restoring and modernizing old video games, is bringing an enhanced version of the game to consoles, including Switch and Steam. The game is not a direct adaptation of the film, but instead follows an original character, and it's a game that was considered well ahead of its time when it released in 1997 by featuring randomized elements that would affect the larger narrative in different ways every time you played, like which characters in the game were replicants and which were human. Patrick Shanley reported on the announcement for The Hollywood Reporter, which has recently become an unexpected avenue for exclusive video game announcements, and Shanley wrote... In 2015, Westwood Studios co-founder Louis Castle mentioned in an interview with YouTube channel Ragnaroks that the original source code for the game had been lost when the company relocated from Las Vegas to Los Angeles as part of the studio's merger with EA Los Angeles in 2003, five years after EA purchased Westwood Studios in 1998, thus making a remake impossible 
without spending millions of dollars. It's true that the original Blade Runner source code was lost, says Larry Cooperman, head of business development at Night Dive. We painstakingly reverse-engineered the code, importing it into our own Kex engine, a powerful tool that allows us to do console ports of classic titles even in the face of quite challenging situations. The game will officially be called Blade Runner Enhanced Edition, and it will have improved character models, animation, and cutscenes, and widescreen and controller support. No word on exactly when Blade Runner Enhanced Edition will release, but it will be coming to Switch, Xbox One, PS4, and Steam. If you don't want to wait, you can play a non-enhanced version of the game right now on GOG.com. That's it for video game news today. I played some more Ori and the Will of the Wisps last night. I am still loving it. I played a round of Warzone last night. I got a kill in the Gulag and a kill out on the field after I came back to life, but didn't survive too much longer after that. I'm still really digging that game, though, and I'm still playing Murder by Numbers and enjoying that as well. I make no promises, but I'm trying to set up an interview with the game's director, Ed Fear, for this podcast, which will be exciting. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to Kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I'm playing through Black Mesa right now. And you can find me on the MinMax show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.